0: Good morning everyone and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning?
1: Good morning Russell. Good morning everyone. Good morning,
0: everyone. Praise God. Good morning Father. Good morning Jesus. Good morning Holy Spirit. Lord we thank you for today, a new day. And we thank you for the wonderful week that you have given us, Lord, the restful weekend ahead. We thank you for peace and for joy in our hearts. We thank you for the powerful teaching last night. For giving us a revelation of who you are and who we are calling on. How we are calling on him. The revelation of our Father. The prayer that Jesus himself taught us. We thank you, Lord. You are opening our eyes to the truth so that when we then speak those words of your prayer, when we then pray in the way you taught us, we pray with that understanding and we pray those words from our heart. Knowing exactly what each word stands for and why we are saying it. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you have given us your word, your spirit. You renew your mercy for us every morning. More importantly, you give us your fellowship, your own spirit to be with us. And we can commune with you in the spirit, by your spirit, to be one with you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the peace and the joy that you continually pour every time we connect with you in the spirit every time we are in communion with you. That when we leave that secret place, that peace and that joy we bring with us, which only you can give and no one else can. And that which you give, no one else can take away either. And we share this, day, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. The presence of being with their Father. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it also, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer and with those that have no one to pray for them. And as we offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord, we call on your name. The name of our Maker, our Creator, the name of our Father, the Great I Am, the One who is the Lifter of men. The one who is high and lofty and inhabits eternity. The one who will meet us above the mercy seat, between and beneath the cherubims. The Lord of Lords. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob who always honors his covenants, his word that he has given us. And we pray in the name of his son Jesus. The one who came to uphold his laws, to one who came that we might no longer be judged by it either. But through his mercy, he might make grace available to us. He is the bridge to the Father, the way, the truth and the life. He is the Lord who heals. He is the Lord who restores. He is the Lord who redeems. He is the God of salvation. And it is He who leads us in the day of battle. He is the one who has come, and He shall come again to judge the quick and the dead. And we pray in the name of His Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of freedom, the Spirit of victory, the one who quickens us to receive revelation that. Out of that light we might be pulled out of darkness, out of the pit. He is the one who heals our backsliding. And it is He who came to extend the hand of friendship of the Father to bring restoration. It is He who works on us and with us and never gives up even when we don't work with Him. He is still doing a new thing in us every single day, tirelessly, faithfully, even though there are times when we reject Him. We thank You, Father, and we repent for those mistakes. We thank You that You have blessed us with the gift of Your Word and Your Spirit. You have blessed us with the gift of angels and destiny helpers. You have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenly places and every physical provision that we need, so that we might lack nothing, not the ability, nor the provision. By your Spirit, you give us power as well. That when we contact that power, then we are able to exercise the authority that you have given us. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to be born again in the Spirit. So that what Adam lacked and missed, that opportunity you have given to us through the second Adam. We thank you, Lord. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives, Lord. I call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. And we also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord. From Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. I sent it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you Lord for the power of life on our tongue and the discernment to choose life every time we speak. So that in the light of what we have reflected yesterday, we choose wisely. And we carefully weigh out every word that we speak. Thank you, Lord. So yesterday we reflected on those choices we make and how they impact our life. And the Bible says, choose life, not death as your outcome. And death is separation from God. But many times in making those choices, we can get it wrong, either knowingly or unknowingly. And though 1 John 1 verse 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And then Romans 8 verse 1 consequently says, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ but let me drop a little bomb here, saying sorry does not equate to repentance, saying sorry does not equate to repentance. King Saul apologized multiple times to David for wanting to attack and kill him. And yet each time, he only went back and tried harder again to kill David. True repentance is more than saying sorry. So let's look at what true repentance might be and then reflect on our personal lives. Am I repenting in this way? Or have I just made it a habit to say sorry without my heart in it? Let's take a look and King Saul is a very good example of an unrepentant person. So, I'll use his example as we go further. In fact, there's a lot to learn from his journey. There's a big reason why the Bible includes his story. And then when you compare David's story to his, you can see the difference clearly. Why God rejected him? We probably will do that as a separate reflection on learnings from King Saul's experience. But here now let's look at uh, true repentance. And the first point to note is true repentance starts with taking responsibility for our actions. Not blaming others like King Saul did. 1 John 1 verse 8 says, If we claim to be without sin, then we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Now that's refusal to repent. Even when we know it's our mistake. And we claim, no, no, we didn't say it. We didn't make that mistake. We didn't sin. Adam and Eve are a classic example of that blame game. And they got kicked out of Eden consequently. Adam blamed Eve. And then Eve blamed the serpent for her mistake. But what about King Saul? He blamed David for the loss of his kingship and he sought to kill him, chasing him all around everywhere. Before pointing a finger at others, we must first look within. In Matthew 7 verse 5, Jesus says, You hypocrite, first take the plank or the beam out of your own eye. and Then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Look at the metaphors and the comparisons that he uses there. He says there is a big huge beam in your own eye, but there is only a tiny speck in someone else's eye. Yet we play the blame game. We need to look, that's where our priority should be. Look within first and the proportion between the speck and the blank is the kind of proportion of blame game that we should be putting on me first and then others. Number two, true repentance is not just seeking relief from pain or guilt and we are guilty of this most of the time. More often than not we want to get out of that corner where all fingers are pointing at us and we want it done and dusted, so let's just say sorry and get out of it. And at times even force the other person to say it's okay. Is it really about the other person saying it's okay? When King Saul was troubled, instead of surrendering before God and repenting, He called in the musicians to soothe and calm him down. Are we looking for that kind of a painkiller? That kind of a relief from guilt? To say sorry so we can calm down and move on with things? Or just so that no one will blame us anymore? No more finger pointing? And we can get on with our life? Or so that we don't feel guilty anymore? If that is our intention, think again. That is not true repentance. It can serve as part of it, but should not be the main underlying purpose or principle in your repentance. Number three, true repentance is not just trying to save ourselves from the consequences. Many times out of fear of that consequence, or out of the pain And suffering that we are enduring, we force ourselves to say sorry. So that that suffering and pain can end, the consequences can be stopped. Wanting God to remove those symptoms from our lives, the symptoms of our sins. While that is also good, the sin actually stays where it is even when the consequence goes. God might introduce grace and the consequence can be taken away. But unless the source is treated, the sin is removed, your pain and guilt will remain. Now, For those of you that drive cars, There is a wonderful analogy that one of the pastors uses which I have read about and he says it's like seeing a light appear on the dashboard of your car and you know something's wrong there. It would be foolish to go to an electrician to say can you please change that bulb? I think the bulb is malfunctioning on the dashboard rather than going to the car mechanic and saying something seems to be wrong in the engine somewhere can you please check the engine rather than just change the bulb. are we just looking to change that consequence, the bulb that is flagging that something serious and deeper exists that needs to be addressed first? True repentance is not about getting rid of the guilt, the pain or the consequences. It is about getting rid of the actual source, the sin, that was underlying and is the reason for those consequences or that pain and guilt. And then renouncing, then renouncing the iniquity that lies behind it. True repentance is when we work on our tendency or our inclination towards that temptation or that sin. The reason why we landed into it in the first place. Where did we leave that open door That we allowed ourselves to be tempted and to be led, not by the Holy Spirit, but some wicked spirit to take that step that we are now regretting. True repentance is when we work on that, when we make that decision that we hate what we have done there and we don't want that anymore in our lives. We don't want that experience. And I'm not just talking about the experience of the consequence or the pain, but the experience of that temptation. We don't want it anymore in our life. You make that decision. And until you make that decision, you cannot renounce. And until you renounce, you have not repented. So we need to make up our mind. that Should that temptation come back again next time, we have shut the door on it, we will not fall for it. Instead, we'll hate it and push it away with all our strength. And that is what we should ask grace for. Because when it is that difficult and if we have fallen for it multiple times, then it is not by your might and your power, your physical ability. It is by the Spirit. So we need to ask for grace. And this is where fasting and praying comes in along with repentance as well. So when Jesus says this kind comes out only by fasting and praying, it what he really means is it comes out only when you attack it from the spiritual plane, not from your flesh capability. Fasting is more a f- spiritual exercise rather than a physical exercise when you do it correctly. That's when our repentance is actually taking effect and is complete when we face the test because that temptation will come again. You will be tested. But this time we face it with a renewed mind that says, I will not give into it here onwards. Then you have truly and genuinely shut the door. And when that renunciation, that decision is made and you work towards it, you may still fail at times because it is a process but we continue to pray, we continue to resist, submit to God, resist the devil until he tires and that temptation no longer works on you and he has to flee. 1 John 3 verse 8 says he that commits sin is of the devil for the devil sinned from the beginning For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. That is, he might destroy the works of sin and its consequences. So, both the source and its consequences. And these consequences are removed by grace. But for sin removal, before grace comes in, it requires a decision on our part. That's why I have linked it to yesterday's topic of choices. It is a choice you have to make. You will make that conscious decision. So that if it was the lust of the eye, we have to make that conscious decision to turn our eyes away next time that same thing comes before our eyes. Whether it is a human being, whether it is pornography, whether it is anything else, whatever it is that tempted us the last time. We have to make that decision. A person cannot be delivered unless he decides to renounce the spiritual source of that sin. That is true even when it comes to demonic deliverance. Until the person that needs to be delivered themselves makes that decision, that choice, no matter how great the deliverance minister is, they cannot conduct deliverance on them. The same is true here as well. We cannot get rid of that sin until we make that decision to renounce. Only then will the grace of God work. Otherwise, He will honor your choice and stand back. Although He will watch painfully that you suffer again and fall into the same temptation, there is nothing He can do about it. But to honour your choice. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that as each of us reflect on what the real meaning of repentance is in our life and what have we been repenting and as part of our prayer, how have we been repenting? Let our eyes be open to the truth, Lord, in our own personal circumstances so that we go back again into that exercise And for all the times where we have only sought relief, pain relief or relief from consequence and have ignored the actual source, we go back again Lord and this time by the grace we receive from you in the spirit, we make that decision, we make that conscious choice to choose life over death. I ask for that edification in our spirits this day Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures this day. For all families that are facing division and separation of any kind. We pray, Lord, for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds, Especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance, poverty, all kinds of addictions and compulsions. Any long-standing temptation that has gained control over their lives. By the blood of Jesus, let every such yoke be broken. Lord, every yoke that is renounced, as we pray, let it be broken now in the name of Jesus. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. It is by your Spirit, not by our might that this freedom is taking place, Father. We release our faith and we come in this prayer of agreement with everyone that makes that decision to renounce. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and friends, especially those not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the Spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. We encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make a prayer of agreement. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank you, Jesus.
0: Thank you, Father.
1: Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
0: Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ki and
1: ra karaba
0: Pun dapat papian, the ini. Hey rancha la rasia da bada
1: dedicated. de 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 de
0: Tabrasila, <laughs> and other than a catapia, said
1: a camera, Jacalaso Loro Siler,
0: and pia, the <inaudible>
1: catapacadamia,
0: or the
1: bala, and the siller
0: under a deleted. Shouldn't a can pia, Wara pakian dah kadang-mian dah cara pakai ia sahaja. Wara pakian dah cara kerapian dah cara kerapian. Zaksh zakah pakian dah cara kerapian. Ma Rasila barada laranjaran lara
1: <med up> oh! <med Ana> you <imitensullah> mara dekh de le le rajala
0: daba
1: sherm ekonomi ya mara daba la rajala
0: daba da
1: broshala bara Shada
0: kerapiah, shanda de Yanda Karapiata, Karapakara, a karapea. On a
1: get a get a get a get a get a a get a the bucket, get a get kada pada mi anda kada pakara mi
0: Okiasa ratkina taku Okiasa ratkina taku
1: Okiasa
0: ratkina taku Okiasa 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 ratkina
1: taku Okiasa ratkina 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 taku Okiasa una binyanda kada pakha hasara kia kada pakha
0: bahar ada balaraja lara lara jc lara lara katasta usha ra and ando ka
1: shanda
0: kana mi 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 lalada
1: lalada
0: dede kede papa papa tapi asan kede
1: challenger
0: pia kada pia dadada
1: kala lalada 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 kede 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 kede
0: asan kala lalada
1: rasil lalada
0: lalada kedo Taraja can be a catapia, catapia, catapapia. Didn't chiller a sedit on the pacatapia, no de baraja on the pacayas, <laughs> the canapia, papia, the racilla de catoes. The canapia and the catapa catapia. Shouldn't the canapa canapia
1: sendekamian the dapat
0: karapian uda pakia Larabata canami and the and the Project, In all-powerful name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
1: The words that the Lord spoke to me this morning. My words are like honey to your lips. The scripture I've been given is 2 Timothy 2, verses 7 to 9. Think over what, what I say. For the Lord will grant you understanding in everything. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, descended from David, as preached in my gospel, the gospel for which I am suffering and wearing chains like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained.
0: Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a couple of scriptures shared in the chat. The first one is Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 to 20. Quoted from the NIV where it says, Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. But if you resist, but if you resist and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And the second scripture is from 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verses 9 and 10, quoted from the King James Version, where it says, Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that you sorrowed to repentance. For you were made sorry after a godly manner, that you might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. you are being blessed by these morning encounters, the Savio's powerful daily reflections are divine mercy and rosary sessions as well as Friday Bible teachings. Please share those with friends and family. Invite them to come join us. Let their prayer life and word study be enriched and enhanced as well. You can also share a link to the prayer group. And let the mercy and the grace the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful weekend ahead, everyone. Thank you,
1: Russell. God bless
0: everyone.